everyone, I'm Rachel here with Ari, and we're your hosts for the Merry Writer Podcast. This week, we're on episode 174, and we're asking, do you annotate your books? Before we dive into the topic, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening if you haven't already. And if you enjoyed this show, please share it with your friends and feel free to write a review. So what exactly does it mean to annotate a book? It's also known as close reading, and annotating a book helps readers comprehend the text. They can recall certain events and react to pieces of the story. It's kind of similar to how beta readers make comments as they read. So annotating a book includes underlining, highlighting, making notes in the margins, or drawing pictures all within the pages of the book. Now, I got to be honest, this podcast episode is going to be a little bit different because I don't annotate my books. I've always wanted to try it. And like, we're not saying whether or not you should or shouldn't annotate your books. I've always wanted to try it, but I've never wanted to mark up my book. And there's a reason for that. One of the reasons is that I'm not good at drawing. My handwriting is chicken scratch. So I feel like if I marked up my books, I would look back at it later and be like, oh, this is so ugly. I have to say, I... Thinking back, I have annotated books when I was in college and I did um, English Lit and Lang in the English language um, course I did. They kind of made you annotate books and I felt deeply uncomfortable drawing on a book. It's up there with bending the page over or breaking the spine. It's a no-no and it really hurt me but it was kind of a necessity you had these like certain books that were gave to you and it was like yeah just scribble all of them make you know highlight bits make your notes and yeah actually it did look messy and sometimes you're trying to write and sometimes the margins are really small and you're trying to write in the margins and then you realize it's too big for the margins then you sort of post-it note in the middle of it and then you pull it off and it rips the page because the post-it note's too freaking sticky um but yeah it's it's hard to get past the part of you if you're like me where it's like don't damage the book so the fact that someone's like yeah just write in it it's like no I can't do that it's 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 hard and I have to admit I, I don't do it ever since I, I, I left college I don't I don't annotate in books not physical books I couldn't bring myself to do that I couldn't bring myself to damage a book like that you're right yeah because you can annotate digital books I kind of forgot about that. Kindle, I think, has like a special note thing where you can highlight sentences and make comments and things like that. But yeah, I never felt comfortable annotating books. I do think it's a really cool concept, though. This past year when I was babysitting, uh, the the kid I watched, she had to read a couple of books for English class and she would there would be a list of vocabulary words and she would need to find them in the chapter and then define them based on the context of whatever sentence the word is in. So just to help us, you know, find the vocab words, we would underline the vocab word in the chapter whenever we found it. And I didn't mind doing that. And I think I didn't mind doing it because it wasn't my book. Like I'll never see it again. But the reason I wanted to talk about annotating books is because I do think it's a really cool concept and Ari, I don't know if you've ever seen this person. I saw them on TikTok. Their username is Easy Cat. I don't know who he is, 
but I'll give him a shout out anyway. He's he's a wonderful content creator on TikTok and he reads a lot of books and he has a lot of great recommendations. But he started annotating the Percy Jackson series and he bought like this specific set of colored pencils and markers and stuff. And he would go live on TikTok and read the chapter and annotate it. And he would underline things and he would write little comments and he would draw little lightning bolts in the margins and stuff. And, and yeah, that's the other thing, Ari, you mentioned about sometimes the margins were really small. My handwriting is huge. I do not know how to write little. So if I wrote directly in my book, it would just be, you would see the teeny tiny text and then you would just see my big ass print writing, just being like, wow. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> That's all. I did try annotating books once in a separate notebook, but then it got too much to try to read the chapter and then write separately in a notebook. And then sometimes you just get too into the book that you kind of forget that you're reading a book. You forget that you're supposed to be annotating it and making notes that you just keep reading. So I think that would be my other issue is that I would probably start annotating and then the rest of the book would be blank because I would just keep reading and I would lose all focus on actually making notes. Yeah, I can, I can see that. It's, it's not easy. I think when the, when I was doing it in college, it was always a book that the teacher gave us that was just boring. So it wasn't, it wasn't one that dragged you in and made you want to read it. It was one of those that you had to absolutely dissect to the point where you just hated the whole thing. But going back to digital, I actually do annotate on digital and just literally mainly just a highlight sometimes I'll add comments but mainly it's highlighting and it's it's always um non-fiction books mostly writing craft books and I realized it because I was reading a writing craft book and I really loved it, it was it was really good it was really helpful for me and about about a quarter of the way in it dawned on me that it's not as easy to flick back if you had a paper copy in your hand you could flick back you could put you could put uh, bookmarks in certain pages if you want to remember and flick back through in fact actually I'm going to I'm going to cut myself off just to say one of the things I used to do when I was like studying if I didn't want to annotate a book that wasn't the one where they insisted I had to I would use colored paper clips and put them on the pages on the line to remember so if it was like you know blue would be for um I have no idea so many years ago like if I was trying to remember terms it'd be blue if it was for method it'd be red things like that and I would just end up with like lots of little paper clips down each page and it was very specific like you know like the, the largest piece of the paper clip was on the was the bit I looked at because obviously paper clips go on both sides things like that just a random thing in case you wanted to remind yourself use paper clips people but anyway I digress where am I what was I talking about give me a minute yes <laughs> annotating digital books so I was reading this writing craft book and I realized I could highlight it. And I have to admit, I went a little obsessive. So if you flick back through, there's so many highlights, but it found it really useful. And what I would do is I'd highlight um, in color and then I would make sure to bookmark the page as well. I only did that halfway through when I remembered I could bookmark pages on a digital copy. But I have to admit for non-fiction books where you want to go back to reference, I do love it for that. I would never do it on a, on a hard copy. I just can't do that. But a digital copy, definitely, because I do think it's really good. And especially if you're just like scrolling through the pages, having those colors pop up is really useful. 
And while you can use, I think there's like four different colors on my Kindle. It's like, you know, purple, yellow, blue, and green or something. I, I liked the idea of trying to say like, well, I'll use blue for this, yellow for that. It went straight out the window and it was just whatever I could highlight, I would just highlight. That was it. So yeah, I definitely found highlighting a digital copy of a, of a nonfiction book useful. That has reminded me I need to go back and, and look at those notes. This is what happens when you have a brain that just kind of runs off the tracks all the time. So I'm going to make a note to myself now <laughs> to, to go back and look. But uh, yeah, so yeah, I do actually annotate digital copies. I'm fine with that because it doesn't hurt the book like I think it does with paper copies. I've never annotated a digital copy before. I knew you could do it, but I just, I never did it because I feel like I would never go back and look at it. Because for me, I like physically turning the pages. So if I was looking for a specific thing, I know you can bookmark the pages and stuff, but I would probably forget like what information is on which page. And I would just be thumbing through my notes and stuff. And I like to take notes in a separate notebook. I know I kind of already mentioned this, but the more I think about it, the more I realize I still do this because I'm a dweeb and I read textbooks for fun. So I don't like mark up the textbooks but I will like make notes in a separate notebook as if I'm still in school. And if I do need to bookmark something within the book, whether it's nonfiction or a textbook or a writing craft book, or even if it's like a fiction novel, I've never thought to use paper clips before, which I find funny that you use paper clips because that you would think that would wrinkle the pages and you don't like bending the spine or anything like that. So it's kind of funny to me that you would willingly wrinkle the paper. But anyway, I've always used post-it notes. I've always used like those, the post-it note tabs. And those would of course be color-coded because you can't do anything if it's not color-coded. But I have recently discovered transparent post-it notes. Have you ever seen those? I have. I've never had them. I've never bought them. I've seen them online. And I was like, that is so clever. Yes. I can't find them anywhere. And I really, really want to use them. <laughs> but I can't find them anywhere. And it's driving me nuts because I have seen people use them like on TikTok and stuff. And they will make little drawings on the transparent post-it notes and put that in their book. Or if they need to highlight a sentence, they'll put the post it over the sentence and they'll just, they'll trace the text. And I'm like, that's so cool. It looks great. I want to do that. <laughs> I can't find them. And it makes me sad. Go back to the, 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 the paperclip incident that you mentioned. I found there are different types of paperclips. If you use like a really aggressive, like metal ones, they will massively wrinkle the pages. If you use the more gentle paper clips i can't think of another term for them like soft paper clips well they're like they coated in plastic right there's, the, there's the color coated ones and then there's another one that's they're a bit like i can't explain them they're, they're so gentle they're very fine they're colored but they're very fine sometimes they have little pictures of like little face on them and you sort of slide them on there they yes i guess they still do a little bit of wrinkling especially if you have lots and lots of them but i will take a little bit of wrinkle paper over writing on a book so, but yeah, it, it does, it does hurt me a little bit. It does hurt me a little bit, but I can manage that over, you know, highlighting on a book and then going, oh, I didn't mean that. Well, you know, that's the other thing too. I feel like 
this would probably just be a me issue, but if I tried to highlight something or draw inside the book with specific markers or something like that, I would probably choose markers that bleed. I would probably highlight a sentence, flip the page over, and then a different sentence would also be highlighted because it just bled through the page. Probably because I'm very, I never grew out of this. You know how like when little kids write, they press down so hard with their pencils and stuff. I still do that. So if I tried highlighting something, it would bleed through the next 20 pages. Like if I'm going to be completely honest. This episode went like in a complete different direction. <laughs> is, the, is the fact we're talking about annotating books. Um, neither of us really annotate. No. <laughs> it's like I do it digitally and I remember feeling trauma from doing it in college. And you don't annotate. It's like, this is the best episode we could talk about. But then again, it's not about us. We're talking about it to find out what our listeners do. That's the whole thing, right? 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 Yeah, I think so. That's why we did a podcast, right? We started a podcast in the first place. We, we care just... about you guys. Actually, it's because we were bored during the pandemic. That's why well, we that started too. But, you know, well, we were also really sick of Twitter. We were. And to be honest, you know, it's been two years three years three coming up three. on three years oh it is three years yeah well by um, the time this episode comes out it'll be like three and a half i think right yeah. if i'm doing yeah. math right i don't know but uh but yeah anyway we love you guys if you do annotate your books i we would love to hear about it because we're really curious how you go about annotating your books and how you started annotating your books, why, and all that fun stuff. We obviously can't answer that question because neither one of us annotate our books. And now you know why. We're little perfectionists with our reading material, apparently. So please let us know. Do you annotate the books you read? And we'll chat about it in the comments because that's, that's fun. Remember, we release a new episode every Wednesday. Next week, we're discussing writers and perseverance with a special guest. So to ensure you don't miss it, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on your way out if you're not already subscribed. As always, thanks for listening to the Merry Writer Podcast. We'll see you next week. This podcast is brought to you by Writer's Block. We hate our brains. The music titled Inspired is by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 4.0.